What up guys, how y'all doing? I am recording this in New York City, so I'm in my hotel room. So the episode's gonna be a little bit different, but I still wanted to get in the news because it feels like there's something new happening every single day. And I think with the market going the way it is and, and there's just story after story, there's a lot of doom and gloom. I feel like it's just important to, you know, have realistic expectations and to, you know, maybe bring a little bit of optimism. So I'm going to really try to always stick with um, the, the, no matter what, try to get the news out, try to like chat about it. But the first thing I do want to talk about is basically the stock market and how everything's going and how everything seems to continuing to decline. So there's been a number of stories that we've talked about. And I think I talk about, it, I will continue to talk about a lot, a lot about the job market. Yeah, you're seeing tech just get shredded. Klarna is one of the biggest buy now, pay later companies. I know we've talked about buy now, pay later. I'm somewhat skeptical of the entire industry because it just seemed like it popped out of nowhere. And there's these mega crazy, you know, co companies and businesses, you know, worth billions and billions of dollars. And they're all over Afterpay, Affirm, Klarna that are just all over e-commerce, right? And with you know, e-commerce growing exceptionally, you know, through 2020, you know, into 2021, everybody was talking about all these accelerated trends. Everybody was talking about how, you know, the in-store experience was dead and, 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 you know, basically just absolutely forecasted out to oblivion because of how, you know, far they thought we were. There's a lot of euphoria and there was a lot of pumping up and, and a lot of companies like Klarna and, you know, Firm and Buy Now Pay Later companies had a lot of success because they enabled consumerism. And if there's a consumer, you know, boom, they enable that, they're going to boom too. I didn't see this coming for them in terms of like Klarna, for example, just opened a new office in Toronto three or four months ago. And, you know, now they're cutting 10% of their workforce, so 700 people. Now, I'd argue that it's likely that a company like that probably wouldn't just pull out of a country. If they, you know, set up their first office in Canada, let's say, they'd probably look to fattier areas where they could sort of trim the fat as opposed to just pulling out of a country altogether. But this has been the common trend and company after company is realizing that the macro environment is, is, is very different. A lot of people are saying, I told you so's and, and all that kind of shit. And like, I don't even know what I just said. All that kind of jazz. I'm, I meant to say shit and jazz. And I just said shaz. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of folks are saying, I told you so. Of course, this is happening. Of course, the Fed and money printing and they pumped up all the thing and free money and stimmy checks. And of course, this was eventually going to pop. And eventually, you know, all of this was going to like anybody could see it from a mile away. I mean, every single fucking article that I've been reading on this thing is saying, well, the, the, the thing that we all knew was going to happen has happened. And yes, there might have been some expectation of having that much money being stimulated in the economy, what the effects would be. And, you know, people did talk about inflation and hyperinflation and Venezuela and all that kind of jazz. But ultimately, like people, man, they for, like we have such short memories. Like, do you guys remember 2020, how fucked it was? It was absolutely fucked. Like we didn't know, like, was the world going to end? Like that was on the table, like March, April, like was this thing going to violently, you know, uh, accelerate and become even worse? I mean, dude, we shut down the world. The entire world just shut down. Like what, what is the central, like what was the feds, like what were they supposed to do? Right. They, they balanced the market. I, what if they didn't step in? What if they shored up like they did and caused like something like the Great Depression? Because that's essentially what happened. They, they didn't step in and there was a depression and, you know, that was on the table. And that was a lot of the, the sort of like talk about how, how are they going to balance this? 
They kept markets buoyant, um, you know, obviously it boomed them. You know, there's also fiscal stimulus with the government and there was a ton, but like, we didn't know. And I'm not trying to defend them because it is what it is. I think they stepped in, they did a great job. They might've just gone too far. They might've just, cause like they were continuing to push money into even all through 2021 and maybe just trying to really make sure that we have the growth and we stick out, stick it out. And now, looking back it's like it seemed very very excessive but that's because we're on the other side and it of course it seems excessive because it all worked out and so now everybody's pointing fingers and blaming the fed and and these companies are starting to peel back because you know a lot of corporations are cutting the fat and now like it's just one of those things like it just seems like a healthy correction the s p is down i think it's hovering around uh 20-ish percent but just 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 a below 20 percent so it's not necessarily like a, a bear market per se it'll probably dip into it and continue to go the thing that's optimistic though is that a lot of the companies are still really strong strong earnings across companies their guidance is just a little bit you know troublesome for wall street so they're just that's why you're seeing these sort of compressions and these these companies getting slashed advertisements been really really tough as well i mean i just read a story on snap they announced the snaps down like 30 percent or 30 35 percent because they announced uh lower guidance they missed some targets and they basically said their ad business is getting hit like you know crazy like they're getting crushed and and not only was snap hit but also facebook pinterest and a lot of the other ad heavy platforms just on the expectation because they haven't really spoken to it at length like snap has in in recent weeks and so for snap to come out and say hey we're getting crushed here similar type businesses you know even even amazon for example or, or other sort of like online advertising businesses are going to get hit by this when corporations shore up their capital you know ad spend usually gets cut and when your you know entire business model is around other businesses and their ad spend <laughs> you know it, it, it's going to affect you quite quite significantly if you guys are looking for a new credit card that's awesome and gives you great cash back you're looking for a fantastic savings account that'll give you a good yield a good return on your money for i mean it's not going to give you 10%, but it'll give you something. Then you guys need to check out Neo Financial. They are a proud sponsor of the show uh, and they've supported your boy for some time. And so uh, I would love for you guys to check out some of their products. They are, in my opinion, one of the best things in fintech in Canada right now, uh, especially for young Canadians. Uh, so, you know, and who knows, maybe Americans soon, but uh, right now Canadians. So if you guys are interested at all in getting a better credit card, better savings account, better uh, want to build a credit with their credit builder, check out the link in the description. I'm telling y'all, you will not regret it. So overall, yes, markets are continuing to slide. It, it continues to be, in my opinion, a great time to buy into it. I mean, hey, listen, I, I think ultimately you, you still don't want to speculate going up, going down, whatever. I, I genuinely think that like, if you think it's a great time, maybe, you know, you know, beef up your dollar cost averaging, right? Like if you're putting 500 a month, do a thousand a month, like buy into it if you're if you're for the long term. Uh, a lot of people that, you know, it's funny, I talk to people who have their money on the sidelines, they're, they're, they're speculating and they're waiting for the bottom, they're trying to time the bottom, but then they'll say they're long the market, they're long term investors. I, I don't, you know, your position, it's, your positions say what you really are, right? And so if you're just on the sidelines waiting for, the bottom you're not going to time it up i just think sticking to a um you know sort of disciplined schedule if you want to beef up 
your amounts because you think this is a, is a I mean, to me it, it is, <laughs> but it, it's up to you. And at the end of the day, this isn't advice or anything like that, but genuinely like just, just keep buying through it. I mean, it's just a healthy correction. I mean, yeah, the, the Fed is basically pulling the money out, liquidity coming out, companies are feeling it. It's just kind of orderly in, in, in a way. And as inflation cools off, because like we said, it, I think it's really, really peaked. As inflation cools off, everything, everybody calms the fuck down, the market will rebound like it always does for the long term. And so if you're really long, uh, if you're a really long term investor, then this is just a, just a great time because the biggest returns come from the rebounds, right? It, like I said, if you missed the 10 best trading days each decade, that was the stat. I think I said it last time and I messed it up. <laughs> but, but the actual stat is if you missed the 10 best trading days of the decade for four decades, uh, for 40 years, your return would be like under inflation or something ridiculous like that, right? So, and, and the best days are times like now, like if the market turned around and did like six, you know, or some crazy day where it did like five or 6% in a day or, or, or you know, 10% uh, in a week or something crazy and it just bounces up for whatever reason, that's where a lot of the wealth is built, right? And so, you know, I always say it, either the market's not growing in the long term, then you know, we probably got bigger issues <laughs> that, that we need to worry about. I gen genuinely believe that, that if, if the American stock market isn't growing in the long term, I mean, you know, there's probably a lot bigger issues that are happening. And so if you're a long term investor, then just continue to do so. And it is interesting to keep an eye on this environment, but it, I definitely don't think you should speculate and, and try to wait it out or anything like that. So one thing that's also really interesting about everything that's going on is there's I, I don't know what the word is, but the opposite of globalization. A lot of a lot of companies are starting to try to you know push for domestic, or they're trying to relocate. So Apple, in particular, is looking to maybe diversify away from China. I think China's you know sort of zero COVID policy has been quite difficult for them to work through. You know, just there's a lot of stuff that they if, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been really hard to work with them. Uh, you know, I think the majority of their their manufacturing is in china they have great relationships there but it's starting to deteriorate a bit and there's also just a lot of tension between the us and china and apple being one of the apple being the biggest company in the world an american company you know is probably feeling that quite a bit tim cook's probably feeling that quite a bit being in the middle of that and so it, it looks like they're gonna maybe diversify away, you know, to maybe uh, an India or, or you know, Vietnam even, or, or just trying to get out. I mean, they're not gonna fully, fully get out. I really don't know their, their roots are really tied there. So I, I don't see it like just completely pulling out, but you know, I, I did read a story that they were, they were thinking about moving some um, stuff away just because it's been quite tough. And these past two years have probably really opened their eyes to what they, think the uh you know the longevity of their their deep ties in china should be or can be and and they want to you know have greater control over the supply chain and so you might see other companies as well i mean every company under the sun pulled out of russia you know china you know i don't think it, it it's just it's it's just really tense it's really tense environment and it feels like there's like a push for domestic production or um, more ethical production because of these sort of like geopolitical issues that are starting starting to really uh, affect private companies, public companies, things like that. So I think 
it's interesting because all, all you learned in business school and all you learned growing up was a globalization, globalization, globalization. The world's getting smaller, 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 smaller. And you can just see how quickly it can sort of expand out and, and people can kind of revert back. And it's kind of like a adversarial sort of thing. It's not all kumbaya. Like do, countries do want to beat this shit out of each other. Um, <laughs> it, 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 there is still some of that in the world. But the, this Apple story is really interesting. And I am definitely going to talk about it a little bit more to kind of see the way they move because they really do set the standard or set, I guess, in the past, the standard of like how to do business in China successfully, like uber successfully. And so if they, you know, pull out, if there's some world where they actually pull out the majority of their manufacturing, that's probably doesn't bode well for the confidence of other companies who are, you know, following in their footsteps. So Elon is in the news again. It's for something a lot more serious. There was essentially a, a sexual harassment allegation that came out against him a few months ago or a few weeks or a few days ago. And, you know, it's a very heavy thing. And, you know, to kind of hear, you know, I'm not going to go into detail of what the story is, but it's it's quite detailed into, into sort of what happened. And, you know, I, it's a very difficult situation. Elon came out and said that um, it's 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 untrue and it's baseless and it's being taken way out of context. And there was an actual, I believe, there was a settlement, um, and she, the, the actual uh, person, had to sign a non-disclosure. But their friend came, I think it was to Business Insider, to speak up on this. And so, this is something that is should be taken very seriously, uh, regardless of if you know, it's true or not, when somebody makes a claim like this, you need to give it, it's sort of like, he, he has to attend to this and uh, he has to, you know, basically speak up on his, uh, on behalf of himself. And, you know, his, his public image is everything, really. He's, he's, that's what he, this guy thrives on. You can really tell that. And clearly it's taken a massive hit. And like I said, we don't know what happened. You know, God bless her for, you know, for the issues or the things that have happened um, if they if they did happen. And then, you know, on the same side with, with Elon, you know, God bless him if, if this is maybe a little bit out of context or, or there's something there. We don't know. We don't know and it remains to be seen. But it's as an investor in Tesla and an investor in SpaceX, Elon seems to really be you know, this Twitter thing becomes bigger and bigger. And the more famous person you, you know become, anything that comes, you know, with your name on it, you have to definitely, and, and if you really want to protect your public image, which clearly he does, he he's going to give this a lot of time. And, and I, it just, it, I don't know how he splits his time and how he attends to all these different things. It's, it's, it's insane. And I don't know what exactly this means for the Twitter deal as well you know, if that's going to affect it. I don't think they've made a comment or anything like that. I think SpaceX's COO came out and, and says, I believe these allegations are false. We don't know. We don't know the full story. And it could it be a political thing? It, it certainly could be. I, I know a lot of people don't like Elon Musk, um, but could it be absolutely true? And, you know, he did do something terrible and awful. That's That could absolutely be true, too. This guy just is always in the news. He always seems to be in the news. And... I, I just, I'm really interested to see what this means for Twitter and, and all this different kind of stuff. So we're definitely going to talk about it, but that is all I have for you guys today. Uh, again, another quick one. I, I promise I'll start to get into more deeper stories. Really appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And I will see you next week. Peace.